0: The most plausible, cool, and not at all embarrassing thing happens. Indiana Jones climbs into a refrigerator, mm-hmm. uh, and then before the nuke goes off, and he survives, as he would say, a nuclear bomb. <laughs> I didn't realize he says that. And the whole world cheered.
1: Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And r- sh- that is <laughs> the sound of Indiana Jones's whip. Scared me. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Wake up, Buster. Okay, because okay. Because we're here to talk about a very active man, so we've got to get on his level.
0: <laughs> oh, he's active, all right.
1: <laughs> we are In going. In more to. ways than one. He's very active.
0: He's a very active My German. God.
1: Um, but we're going to talk about the next two movies in the Indiana Jones franchise. We talked about the first two uh-huh. a couple months ago.
0: Episode 194, I think, is when we talked about it. Oh, no, thank you. No, I'm lying to you, but I'll, I'll figure it out.
1: I was going to say, that seems <laughs> that older sound, than I thought. That was like years ago. Yeah, that's like a really long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, we are going to talk about the third and fourth movies in the Indiana Jones franchise. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and Indiana Jones and the King. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
0: So you know that Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about the best of the best. Oh,
1: yeah. No
0: complaints, no problems.
1: No, I'm sure the peanut gallery has nothing to say.
0: Nope. Both of these movies are perfect.
1: I thought The Last Crusade was good.
0: Uh, The last time we talked about Indiana Jones was 279. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Arcane Relics. We talked about Raiders of the Lost Ark, Mm -hmm. Temple of Doom. Here we are with, as you said, Last Crusade, number three. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, number four, because at the end of the month, June thirtieth, yep. the fifth and final yeah. Indiana Jones movie comes out. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny.
1: Indy takes his last ride.
0: The final uh, uh, Harrison Ford Indiana Jones seem it seem, seemingly for certain. Yeah, but we all know that franchises just keep on going. Mm-hmm. So I'm very eager to see that new movie, and I'm excited to talk about. All of these uh, uh, relics and and odd macguffins that he goes after because a lot of them do have real life yes lore behind them
1: yes absolutely um, so I'm going to kick us off with the third movie which is the Last Crusade it immediately feels so much better <laughs>
0: than Temple of Doom
1: than Temple of Doom <laughs> which
0: is what Kristen did last time
1: I hated that
0: movie Temple of Doom I still think is the worst
1: oh god yeah yeah
0: um last crusade By a mile last crusade is is really there's a dance between mm-hmm. raiders of the lost ark and last crusade for which is the best yeah They're yeah both wonderful movies
1: it's a great movie yeah. um it has like fun little bits of business i feel like they really corrected themselves from what happened in the temple of doom mm-hmm. um I almost feel like they went in the opposite direction in a way, at least as far as setting goes, because in the Temple of Doom, they're like mostly underground. It's mostly like kind of ugly. It's not giving you a lot of eye candy. And then for this movie, they start off in like one of the most famously beautiful cities in the world in Venice and then just kind of like trip around to other places. You're absolutely right. So I'm going to tell you the plot of the movie and then I'm going to tell you what it could have been.
0: Which is horror based.
1: Oh. Do you not know this? I,
0: I'm not sure if I do.
1: Okay. All right. So here's what happens in this movie it starts off with River Phoenix, who was like a famous heartthrob in the 90s, playing young Indiana Jones on a trip to Utah with like his Boy Scout troop or something. Yeah, something like that. And he comes across a group of vandals in a cave who have found Coronado's crucifix. Which they kind of approach like we all know about the, what this is I like. Know. It's so famous, and I don't really know what that is. I mean, I can figure it out. But anyway, he sees these vandals who are going to steal it, and he's like, "No, you can't take that. It belongs in a museum." So he's like a young hottie, but also a total nerd. This is uh,
0: uh, this intro. It's so funny that like in the modern day, I've seen a lot of people online really take this opening to task uh-huh. because it's the origin of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Right. It's the first time in a movie that we're seeing somebody else play Indy. And it's uh, like a a heartthrob of the time. Mm -hmm. But we're going to find out how Indy got all the iconography. Yeah. It all happened on one day. Yeah. It really
1: worked out for him.
0: And I also uh, understand that River Phoenix studied Harrison Ford's acting to play the character. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. He's playing what's supposed to be a teenager. Right. But he ends up playing like... In his forties, Harrison Ford. Yeah, as a teenager, so it just seems like Indiana Jones was born. It seems like he was like hatched from an egg, being like, "It belongs in a museum." Yeah, like he just was like that from day one.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of
0: that criticism. This always worked for me.
1: Me too. I like it. I think
0: it's fun. Incredibly well as a little short story. Yeah of an adventure that shows that this dude's entire life was like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So he steals the crucifix from the bad guys and to get away from them, he jumps on a train, which is like a circus train.
0: Super fun. So
1: every car has like a different animal in it or whatever. So he goes into a car that has a lion in it. And that's where he gets his whip because it's a lion tamer's whip. He falls and where he
0: gets the scar on his chin, which is a real Harrison Ford scar.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. He cracks the
0: whip and it, record it it lands on his own face at first right right and so it's like they're setting up like i'm surprised that they don't go like where'd he get his shoes yeah like they go through like everything
1: they do he he at first is not afraid of snakes at one point when he's like hanging out with his boy scouts earlier he's like oh it's just a snake and he like picks it up but then he falls into like a vat of snakes that they have for the circus and he freaks out so that's why he's totally scared of snakes and um you know, so it's a whole thing. He gets home, he still has the crucifix, but then the sheriff shows up and says he has to give the crucifix back and the bad and guy who's stolen. Right. And the bad guy's like, Better luck next time, kid, and takes his hat off and gives it to young Indiana Jones, who, you know, looks down. And then raises it back up, and he's Harrison Ford Indiana Jones, who is fighting people as an adult to take back the crucifix of Coronado, and he does so. So we can put it in a museum.
0: This is like a perfect short film.
1: Yeah, of Indiana it's great. Jones.
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the fake outs that one of the criminals, the criminal that gives him the hat, right, mm-hmm. is dressed like Indiana Jones, has the fedora, obviously, because he's going right. to give it to young Indy. But the movie wants us to, to believe that that might be Indy. Like the way that the movie oh, is shot, corny, you only yeah. see that guy from behind uh-huh. as these kids are watching them in the cave. And then one of the the other boys goes, Indiana, Indiana. And then the child turns and goes like, what? What do you want? Yeah. It's <laughs> you know, <as> a child.
1: <laughs> it's me, 16-year-old Indiana.
0: But so then you realize like, oh, we're with young Indiana Jones and that guy down there who looks like Indy, that's not Indy. Right, right. It's, it's really... It's so cool. It's so well handled. Running on a train is like a classic of of action serials, but making it a circus train with all these animals is so lively and colorful. Definitely. We see uh, his dad, uh, who's been like filling out his little Holy Grail diary in this opening as well, so it establishes their relationship.
1: God damn. We see his hand.
0: Yeah, just his hand. They're
1: going to wait to give us the connery.
0: And he's very controlling, where he's like, just one second, Junior. <laughs> Reshite <laughs> re- counted ten in Latin. <laughs> that's right. And so like you know that like Indiana. Like, Jones that's why has been, he's like, like this. <laughs> forced to be so learned and stuff. Right. But his dad's interested in like relics as well. Yeah. God damn it's like perfect
1: it's great so because his dad is really interested in relics and in particular the holy grail i don't know why i've ended up talking about the holy grail so much in the last like little while because it was also a big part of the da vinci code i I chose this movie to do but whatever anyway um he has been hired by a guy whose name is Walter Donovan to go after the Holy Grail, partially using this like big shield that has Latin writing on it as a way to get started. And Donovan comes to Indiana Jones and is like, hey, your father is missing. Can you go you know, find him? And he's like, yes, of course I can. So he goes off on this journey um, with his father's Grail diary, which he was writing in in hand because somebody sent it to him.
0: Yes. So who sent him the diary? I don't remember and I don't I didn't write it here. Oh well we'll, we'll get to when it. When it's
1: appropriate, tell me because yeah. I forgot to follow up on that. I even wrote who sent it? And I just realized I never paid that off. But so
0: these are all like fun mysteries. Mm-hmm. Like like where did his father go? One, yeah. we've never heard of his father at all, but his no. father's out there missing, going after the holy grail. Yeah. Like we're Big back deal. we're back to like a Judeo Christian relic, like right. the Ark of the Covenant. And then we had the the Sankara stones, mm-hmm. which are less familiar to, to to most people. Yeah. And now we're back to like the entire adventure, it feels so synonymous mm-hmm. with Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. And uh it's just a great setup to, yeah. to this mystery. And I love the rubbing of the Knights of the Templar shield thing. It's like the grave rubbings you and I would have done
1: Yes, it is. in preschool. That's correct. But uh uh I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, totally um so he and so there are a lot of people in this movie who they'll just be like oh this is my associate and i don't know who it is he and his little friend marcus brody who uh, is this man this is his little friend it's just his friend right? yes it's his silly little old man friend. yeah okay he's
0: he's there in the first one he okay. he works at uh the at the i forget what school they what university it is that they yeah. they teach at but yeah he's there in the first it's just one. his
1: little friend okay um, so they head over to Venice, uh, based on something in the grail diary. And their first stop is the library where Henry, who is Andy's father was last seen. And this is where they meet up with Elsa Schneider played with, played by Allison duty, who is, I guess, another associate of Henry's and, uh, they, they just call everybody associates and I find it kind of confusing. So based on some notes in the Grail Diary, they decide to look under this pattern on the library floor. So they like bash the hell out of the library floor and totally break it and go down there and they're like... Tunnels and catacombs underneath there, and a whole bunch of water, and it's totally sweet. Um, but there are rats and stuff, which is scary. And they find the other piece of that shield that Donovan showed Indy back in America that he did like the grave rubbing of, which gives them uh the path to the grail, which is in is- Iskandarin. I don't remember it. I I wrote it down. It's in Turkey. Okay. Okay. So, but then these bad guys come down into the caverns and start attacking them. And it turns out that they are like grail protectors, which is kind of like what, what was it? The Priory of Scion Mm -hmm. was like in the Da Vinci Code. Like they've
0: been doing this for thousands of years. This is a secret society that's meant to protect the location of the grail yes and even though indy is seemingly going after it mostly to find his dad mm-hmm. um but they need still to make sure
1: that they're not going to you know besmirch the sanctity of the they grail. can't
0: have anyone going after the grail
1: no and they're called the order of the cruciform sword so they set fire to the water yeah intense but indy creates an air pocket underneath a flipped over boat that was down there and he and allison duty go in there and rats go in her hair yeah. her wet hair yeah. What a nightmare. Al-
0: Listen, Allison Duty gets pretty messy for this movie.
1: Yes, she does. She was great. Yeah. Uh, but of course they escape and they're okay. And they go back to their hotel, which they find has been ransacked. And somebody was obviously looking for the Grail Diary or something. So Indy <laughs> sends Marcus Brody ahead to Turkey to rendezvous with another associate, Salah. Is that how it is? Salah. Sala. He's also in the first one. Okay, and then they will regroup, meet up with them later, and go after the Grail. Uh, Indy shows Allison Duty his dad's Grail diary, so now she knows about it, and then they make out. And um, they have also found out that Indy's dad is being held in a castle in Austria, which I guess the bad guys must have let slip at some point.
0: Yeah, I don't remember how they figure it out where he is you're right yeah oh i think i think it's the it's the um it's the the templar guys oh, the secret okay. society guys they're like ah so you were going after it for good reasons then uh-huh. and i didn't have to try to kill you this whole time and you killed many of my men right very well your father is being held in a castle okay <laughs> it's like he just gives him the information okay. like that
1: yeah uh so schneider and indy like pull their stuff together after making out or doing it or something and they go to the castle to save henry and indy tries a gambit where he pretends to be like a scottish lord
0: this feels like an easy cut
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's really strange it's short at least but he's it would looking, lift right out it would lift out perfectly he's like looking at the i guess kind of like a beret that Elsa is wearing, and then it cuts to them at the door, and he's wearing the beret, and he says that he's a Scottish lord, and he's there to look at their paintings or something.
0: The tapestries. Yeah. And then, and, and the the butler's voice is dubbed over. Poor, <laughs> I po- didn't notice. Poorly ADR. And he goes, yeah. "If you are a Scottish lord, then
1: I am Mickey Mouse." I, you know, I noticed it sounded weird. I didn't It think sounds about so
0: weird. I think it's because in the first movie, Indiana Jones. And he does this here, too, actually. He dresses Mm -hmm. up like a Nazi temporarily. I think, here's the thing. Yeah. We talked in the last, the last time we talked about Indiana Jones, we talked about the origin of the character and how he was supposed to be sort of like America's James Bond, Mm -hmm. a globe hopping ladies man who's going to save the day. making the scene. Uh, James Bond is a master of disguise. He is. He's like supposed no, to No, I know, in but part, Indy clearly
1: is not. I'm thinking about him and his beret.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. Not works Again, you just cut it out of the book. Mo- because I think, doesn't he just punch that guy in the face? Yes, there's <laughs> no
1: point at all. Because the guy is instantly onto him. Yeah. And so he knocks him out and then he goes about his business.
0: I guess it was just a moment where Indy was like going to try a different method for a moment. It was like, maybe I can try a non-violent route. Yeah. Oh, it didn't work. Punch him in the face.
1: Right, right. Yeah. We just have to revert back to our things. So they find Henry in there and um whoops I lost my place hold on a second they find they find Henry and they're about to get away with him when Elsa is captured by the Nazis so Indy and Henry surrender themselves to save her before finding out that she is working with the Nazis asshole
0: she's a Nazi she's a Nazi and well so this is an important couple of scenes here Mm -hmm. for one uh uh, uh, I think is it Walter did Walter Donovan reveal that he's a bad guy already
1: I think he's got he's got, he's got the gun
0: to Allison duty's head yeah I think yeah and uh, he's he's going like give me the book or I'm gonna shoot her and then Harrison or Sean Connery goes shoot, what, what do I yeah. care shoot her yeah and then Harrison Ford's the one that's like no she made out with me dad mm-hmm. we've got to save her right and he goes no, she, no she, she's a Nazi <laughs> and then Indiana Jones gives the book over uh, Allison Duty is, uh, uh set free and mm-hmm. then apologizes and goes like, you should have listened to your father. Yep. And then Harrison Ford will ask, how did you know she was a Nazi? Mm-hmm. And Sean Connery goes, she talks in her sleep.
1: <laughs> right. I know.
0: So they both.
1: I know. Father and son. They talk about it later when they're in the blimp. Do they? Yes. <laughs> oh, I was going to mention it it is, it is weird. It's very weird. He's it, like, she's old enough to be your daughter, your granddaughter. And he's like, I'm still a man. still a man. Yeah. <laughs> still,
0: still full of
1: vitality and, vim and vigor. And <laughs> he, it, he is indicating that throughout the movie. He, virile. He, well, not that, but he is quite vital. He is vital. I'll give him that. But here's the other important thing. No, we, we got to keep going because no. I got to tell you about the horror movie.
0: You have to know about this part because you asked me to tell you this next part. Oh, okay. We find out who sent the diary. Oh, okay. Sean Connery sent the diary. Thank you. He goes, I sent it to you to get it away from the Nazis. You brought it back here. Oh, yeah, Should have right. mailed it to the Marx should Brothers. Should have mailed
1: it to the Marx Brothers. That's right. Go. Thank you very much. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm just, the thing I'm most excited to tell you about is the horror movie that could have been. I know. So I'm trying to blaze it on through. Um, so. So, so yeah. Uh, it turns out that Donovan is also working with the Nazis, and then over in Turkey, Marcus is also captured by the Nazis. This is a whole coordinated attack.
0: Goddamn, is it good? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to slow you down, but I it's have great. to. I have no choice but to say this. Harrison Ford goes like, "Oh, Marcus Brody, you'll never find him. Marcus is fluent in <laughs> seventeen languages. He'll I know, disappear. It's awesome. Poof, I love Marcus in a puff of smoke. With any luck, he's already got the Grail." And then he smash cut to Marcus in the middle, and he's like, uh, "Pardon me, I, uh, I, dude, can you tell me where I am and where I'm going?" He's like very confused. It's really, really, funny. it's a great joke.
1: Um. So, so Elsa takes the Holy Grail and she heads to Germany. But luckily, Indian Henry are, are in hot pursuit after escaping the castle, of course. And speaking of hot pursuit, they realize that they have both romantically tangled with Elsa. Yeah. Ew. So- <laughs>
0: is that in your notes
1: well i i wrote you but i knew what it was gonna be do
0: garth impression here
1: (laughs) i thought of it earlier today so in germany indy is able to get the diary back and then there's an insane action sequence where they get away on a zeppelin which is like a blimp and they're able to evade nazi planes that are chasing them down in no small part due to help from some birds that henry enlists in the fight
0: it's the it's the strangest scene
1: awesome he has like what does he have an umbrella? He has an umbrella. Yeah, he's like ka 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 ka. So he gets the birds to like fly at the Nazi planes, and then the Nazi planes are like. Bwah. I
0: suddenly remembered my Charlemagne.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's I, like a <laughs> quote from Charlemagne that's like, "My greatest allies, the earth and and its creatures, or something."
0: Methinks a bird shall be my, am, my <laughs> weaponry. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Uh, So then, really jet setting, obviously, this is what they do. They make their way to another place where they meet up with Salah. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot these things instantly. Who tells them that the Nazis are also there, they're in town. So they're all following the trail of the Grail. And at one point, the Nazis get into a fight with those guys, the Order of the Cruciform Sword, who don't want anybody to get the Grail. And though the Nazis end up winning, Henry is able to use the distraction to try to rescue Marcus, but he himself gets kidnapped yeah. in the process, right. unfortunately. Uh, Indy goes after them, of course, and is able to best the Nazis, getting his associate and his dad back. So now Indy, Henry, Marcus and Salah head to the temple that seems to hold the grail and they see the Nazis trying and failing to get through all of these booby traps that are all throughout the place. So then Donovan pops back up, that bad guy who hired him. He's AD. like the
0: big bad of the movie. Yeah. Although you did skip that Indy comes face to face with goddamn Adolf Hitler. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. A weird, a weird. I know you were in a rush to get that's, to this horror concept, yeah, 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 but
1: Indiana Jones that's another thing that lifts meets out. Hitler. It's another thing that lifts out. And also Hitler's mustache looks like shit. Like they didn't do a good job. You do
0: not lift this one out. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hitler takes the the grail book out of indy's hands and you think oh no the most evil man i know in a century has the book that leads to the holy grail but he's gonna be disastrous e- he's such an egotist he opens the book and autographs it yep. and then hands it back indiana jones came face to face with hitler mm. it's like some forest so gumping
1: crazy i know it's like when forrest gump told wanna...
0: jfk he really needed to pee I
1: think part of why I wanted to lift it out is I have a hard time with movies when they incorporate a real-life person in there. Oh I was like, what are you doing?
0: No, that's what this has always been. He's always <laughs> been fighting the Nazis.
1: Well, I know he's fighting the Nazis, but so do we have g- to see the head Nazi? Yeah, we yeah, have to see him. Yeah, you know, I don't hate it. I guess I'm kind of taking the... Uh, it's pretty broad. It's it is, pretty broad. It is broad, but and it I'm is just taking a... a a fighting stance with you for conversation, and I
0: suppose it is to minimal effect. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it, that's all that happens.
0: It's, it's kind of so, just a quick joke.
1: It's very strange. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Excuse me. They they do run into to Hitler. Uh, so they. <laughs> Yeah, so the Nazis are fighting with those guys who don't want anybody to get to Oh wait, I already said that, I'm sorry. So then You got
0: to booby traps.
1: Yes. All right. So Donovan pops up and he threatens Henry's life to force Indy to lead him to the chamber that contains the Grail. Mm-hmm. And this is where the great famous stuff happens. Oh, this is the in good, the, movie. the good it's good good, good stuff. It's the best part. Yeah. The it's booby so fun.
0: traps and the the final puzzle.
1: Yes. It's delightful. I love everything but I love this old nightman I love it. Okay, so they go into this chamber that has like tons and tons of cups and also has an ancient ghost knight. Is he a ghost? What?
0: I think, so I, I this is where it's like, so he, he is a, a knight from like the last crusade. Yeah. Right, which is why the movie is called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade mm-hmm. and it's a double entendre. This Correct. was going to be Indiana's final adventure. Right. They literally ride off into the sunset as the credits roll. Mm-hmm. last Indiana Marcus
1: Jones. backwards.
0: Of course. The guy can't ride a horse. That guy's a mess. <laughs> Which I love. He's great. Yeah. Um, but this guy has been doing this stuff since the Middle Ages. He's been protecting the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. And I think in order... To fulfill his duties.
1: He drank from the cup so he was immortal. To extend his life. I think so too. I think the grayness of him, because they, they have him like makeuped gray. He's
0: been in this cave for right. hundreds of years. It,
1: the grayness made me wonder if he's supposed to be some sort of like ghost or... Something. I know he does.
0: He does come off otherworldly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I, but think no, I think that makes he's sense uh, he's a demonstration of how this Grail can give you an extended life. And maybe doesn't you drink it now you're immortal. Right. You'd probably have to keep drinking it. That's why he's aged. While yeah, he's maybe in he there. was like
1: twenty when he went in there.
0: Maybe, but like he doesn't even know how much time has passed. He right. he says a line that it's a very Christian kind of line, where he goes you're dressed very strangely for a night. Because yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones is wearing leather, mm-hmm. he's a leather daddy. Yeah, I know. and so uh, uh, you know it's like Ichabod being confused by yes. denim by denims.
1: Thank you. I keep thinking there's some dumb show, yeah, that yeah. I want to watch. What Sleepy is it? Hall. That is what it is, Kristen. Kristen, holy <laughs>
0: shit! How how? We're doing that.
1: Well, I, we must have done something. At, by the way, I'm not saying we can't do it. We must have done something at some point, because whenever I go to my YouTube library of purchases, I have bought like one episode of Sleepy Hollow or something. Oh, so Apple we, purchases. We have,
0: Apple's held on to every purchase you've ever made. So I've got like a few sporadic episodes of Monk in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's real weird. But so
1: we must have done something. Sleepy oh, Hollow. Based. Kristen, and I would love to. Revisit, to. We, we, covered,
0: we covered all the seasons of the Scream series. <laughs> We can do that with Sleepy Hollow okay I would be thrilled dude. okay and it, maybe it's I also, think it's like
1: three seasons maybe it's or also
0: finally time to to dust off a concept I had for you a million years ago. shit Ichabod says
1: oh I know I know
0: <laughs> all of those like
1: did we actually oh make thanks a... to
0: Mr. Thomas Edison and his infernal contraptions <laughs> yeah. it's like he's in his car, the car won't start something
1: I think if we might have actually made a Twitter account maybe. But then not done anything with it or something. Sounds, that not, sounds. I'm not saying to fire it back up, but I think that we were just like joking and getting all cuckoo. That sounded about we, right. I yeah.
0: wanted you to be dressed like Ichabod mm. and be confounded by modern life.
1: <laughs> that little ponytail. Boy, Ichabod's kicked. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Ichabod got a big booty now. <laughs> okay, so they mm. so they're in the chamber, and the go the the old knight says that like. Okay, so there are tons and tons of cups in the chamber. I don't know if I said that. It's like covered in different cups. So the knight says to choose wisely or something like that. Which one of these is the cup
0: of Christ? Is mixed in with The grail itself is the cup that Jesus drank from at the last supper. Yeah. All right? Yep. So all of these like huge goblets, gold encrusted
1: with rubies, Mm -hmm. which one of these is, is Christ's grail exactly so donovan is like all cocky and goes and selects a cup he drinks from it and he totally melts
0: this is so good
1: it's completely awesome he just starts like just just melting he's just like breaking down his body his flesh is breaking down his eyeballs just like fall on the floor
0: his hair yeah just grows no his like skin (laughs) melts and then his (laughs) hair just grows out of his head he looks like what they say happens to a corpse like your hair doesn't stop growing when you're in your it, yep. Your nails still grow. It's like the opposite of extended life. It's as if he goes to rapid decomposition. Yes. It's so crazy looking. And it's like. It's awesome. It's janky and it's, and it's claymation-y. mm mm-hmm. It's outstanding. It's I, beautiful. I think it easily rivals the head melt in Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Oh yeah, it is way more I like ghastly. More. I agree. Yeah. I think I, I think I might like it more. Mm-hmm. It's. I forgot about the hair growing out thing. You're right. It's just all very unnerving. It's ghoulish and and
0: yeah. and scary. And he like grabs on. I think he grabs on to Allison Duty or I don't something. Think she's in and there. he's becoming a. Uh, Like a skeleton. And then she, Indiana Jones pushes him away and he poofs against the wall into dust. Yeah. He just becomes nothing in a matter of seconds. And it looked very painful.
1: Yes, it definitely so did. So he got his
0: comeuppance, you know that. He got his just desserts. Mm-hmm.
1: So then Indy, it's his turn, and he uses his spidey senses to figure out which is the real grail, and the knight like nods in respect or something, and Indy is able to leave with the cup. It's the so, most humble cup. Mm-hmm. It's the cup of a carpenter. It yes. is
0: not gaudy. That's right. Although it is so, inlaid with gold, which seemed to look Well, weird. also, it is
1: gaudy. G-O-D-D-Y. You're wrong. Right. Hmm. So Indy rushes back to his dad with the cup, who's wounded, and he pours from the grail onto his tummy, which heals it. Yep. And now the caverns are like shaking, like everything's breaking down because the cup is like not supposed to leave here. Yeah, Indy there's, has... there's some
0: double yeah. speak about the magic not being able to exist that beyond a like... seal in the front hall. Yeah. So does the magic stop if you leave? Or I, I, I don't know, but the cup can't leave. So when Alice in Duty specifically tries to take the cup... Yes the entire place starts to cave in.
1: Right, right. And so she ends up falling into a giant crack in the floor because the cup falls down into the crack. and She's like, I can reach it. And Indy is holding on to her, just like a decent person. Like, I don't want her to die or whatever. And she ends up falling because she wanted to reach the cup so badly. She
0: falls into a pit to her death. But now he starts slipping and he thinks he might reach it. He's doing the
1: same thing. And his dad is
0: saying, you know, let it go.
1: He's like, no, it's over. Or but whatever. it's
0: like this is where he's like, it's like we did it this is where i don't know if you had this feeling i mm-hmm. very much have this feeling i know a lot of other people have this feeling i think about dad a lot mm-hmm. with this movie yeah where it's like this i remember i watched this movie with dad countless times mm-hmm. and this is very much like a generational kind of story where it's like your parent never really stops being your parent even if you are a big globe hopping you know adventurer yeah um Indiana Jones is trying to get the 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 goblet because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And he's going like, no, dad, I think I can reach it. Belongs it belongs in a museum. Yeah, or is it just the the thrill of going yeah. after these things? And he starts to almost act like a child, like, no, dad, I can reach it. And it just sounds like a child talking yes. to their dad. And, Hare, and then Sean Connery just goes, Indiana, Indiana, let it go. Mm-hmm. And that let it go is so loaded with this knowing and like empathizing with some but also trying to impart like it's okay to not have to go chasing this thing yeah to to your death or something yeah and even calling him indiana he keeps calling him henry and junior and stuff but he finally calls him indiana Mm -hmm. and it sort of makes indy snap out of it and then we will learn at the end that indiana is not his real name right he's henry jones jr he's named after his dad yeah but he took the name indiana Mm -hmm. it was the name of their dog yep and so then Sala and was like, you're named after the dog? Yeah. But it's like, maybe Indy thought that was cool. Or maybe, and he goes, I have a lot of fond memories of that dog. <laughs> it also evokes Han Solo and Chewbacca a little bit. Okay. Um, But it's just the idea that Sean Connery called him Indy in that moment. Like, I'm going to acknowledge who you are. Yeah. In, in yeah. a way. You know what I
1: mean? Like, and like, I try that, to kind of like get through to you. Yeah. It's and like it, when a pa- like when a parent calls you like... This doesn't work for us, but just an example. If if they only recalled you will, and then they were like William,
0: yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And it just I don't know, it's all very loaded for me. It makes me think of dad a whole lot, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think it's just like really bizarrely
1: warm. Yeah, it's very sweet. Very I think sweet. so too. But so he listens to his dad, and they leave, and like you said, they they make it out, and they they ride into the sunset. Yeah, and it's very lovely. And Marcus is backwards. Okay, so here is the deal. I'm going over already, Um, but we got to do it. So there was originally a possibility that the third movie was going to be a haunted house movie because that is what George Lucas wanted. Mm. And actually, so the Temple of Dune tanked. Yeah. And uh, it was totally like beaten the hell out of by the movie Romancing the Stone, which people said uh, the Temple of Doom may have like ripped off or something. Oh, I've never seen it. I haven't either. I know we had it on tape. I've never seen yeah, it all I the time. So. and being uh-huh. like, no. yep," Because um, it's like about a Michael couple. Michael Douglas. And uh, what the hell's her name? Kathleen Turner, okay. I think. It's about like a couple that's breaking up, but then they go on this like epic adventure or something. Um, But so they were compared a lot, I guess, and unfavorably. And so George Lucas ended up hiring the writer of Romancing the Stone, Diane Thomas, to write the script. And she wrote a first draft, but then she unfortunately passed away. So that was that. But also Spielberg was not into it. He said he didn't want to do that kind of movie because he had just done Poltergeist and he didn't want to do another like ghosty movie.
0: Did he do Poltergeist?
1: (laughs) That's the question. So Lucas had a second idea that he had thrown out there for a movie called Indiana Jones and the Monkey King uh who which he hired Chris Columbus to write who changed the name to Indiana Jones and the Garden of Life the script better. <laughs> yes the script is online and bloody disgusting it reports that it's bizarre and it includes quote among other assorted strangeness adorable pygmy sidekicks steampunk nazis with machine gun arms and a scene where Indiana Jones outruns a three story tall 100 foot long tank on the back of a rhino oh but what? It also folded George Lucas's original haunted house concept into the cold open. So I don't think it was using the script that Diane Thomas wrote, but just the idea of wanting there to be a haunted house thing.
0: So the cold open in these movies is usually its own little microcosm story. It would have been a haunted
1: house. Mm -hmm. And this very much seems like it is. And the script is online. You can find it. But so I'm going to give you a summary of what happens in it. So in this Indiana is on vacation in Scotland where he's loving life and just fishing away when he is interrupted by villagers who are terrified by the grisly murders that are taking place around them. And they take Indy to look at the newest corpse, which he finds is just like all rubbery, like all of its bones have been broken, and it has a greenish face frozen in a grimace of pain. So Indy teams up with a uh, with an inspector McGowan and his police team, and they're drawn to a huge gothic castle which has gargoyles and all that kind of stuff, with one single light flickering in a window. And McGowan tells Indy that the light only appears when there's been a murder. So they go inside to investigate. Awesome. And they do classic ghosty stuff. They're chasing the sound of like disembodied laughter. Um, you know there are. Uh, cobwebs everywhere like the whole nine and at one point this is crazy to me I can't really imagine this in an Indiana Jones movie but I kind of love it at one point Indy ends up in the basement of a bell tower so I guess it's just like a huge column where the bell's at the top and you could be way down at the bottom and the bell starts ringing and it's like super super loud and like killing him and he looks up and there is a uh, murdered policeman acting as the middle thing in a bell oh. that goes on either side of it, dinging the sides to make the sound of a bell. The
0: pendulum inside the bell is somebody
1: hanging. Right. Whoa. Correct. That's cool. It is cool. So through this thing, he goes on to fight hellhounds and like all kinds of crap until he's faced with Baron Seagrave, the master of the house who's immortal and is able to sick animated suits of armor on Indy that he has to fight. But he's able to like, you know, dispatch them and they get the jump on Seagrave and hold him in place until the proper Scottish authorities arrive. Wow. Yeah. And then, when they get there, and Indy hands off Seagrave to the policeman, Seagrave goes into the back of the police car. He lights a cigarette, and while Indy's watching, the glow of the lighter is, like, shining through Seagrave, like he's transparent, like a vaporous ghost. So Indy turns around to everybody to see if they're seeing this, but nobody's reacting, and McGowan is noticing that Indy is freaked out about something, and he says, What is it, man? You look as if you've seen a screaming banshee! Yes. What?
0: No, I, I'll tell you in a minute.
1: Okay. And Indy turns to point to the police car, but it's already pulled away. So he says, ah, nothing, Mac. Nothing at all.
0: I I think that that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I think, I think all the bombastic hellhounds and animated mm-hmm. uh, uh, suits sounds of armor. Sounds right to me. It sounds like it might. I, I think it might be a little. Indiana Jones, I think, works when it rides this line of like, does he overtly see absolute concrete proof of the supernatural? Or is there some wiggle room? To be like this is up to interpretation.
1: In Bloody Disgusting, they made a point of mentioning that like the the idea of like seeing this like see-through ghost yeah. in the car is more definitive yeah. than you're ever used to seeing. So that might be part of why. I mean, I, I, thing, but I, I don't think they would do that.
0: I think I agree, but I do love the idea of Indiana Jones in a haunted house environment, which I think is inherently full of the kinds of traps that you, he might have found in, like, yeah. a temple mm-hmm. previously. I think it's a great setting for Indiana Jones. Definitely. But here's, the, here's something crazy. Uh, a handful of people might remember this. It's literally almost got to be 10 years ago. I used to do a show with my old writing partner, Bobby, uh, called Studio Rejects. It was a show where we would read unused scripts mm-hmm. and sort of be like, this is what a franchise could have been. We read this script.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I, there are some, I don't know if we finished the script. This was a messy, messy show that we did mm-hmm. uh, where we would get impatient. We would do voices that that got way out of control. And then sometimes we would just abandon scripts. Mm-hmm. I still think, I think that show was probably ahead of its time. I think it's a really cool idea. It's to, a great To idea. read the unused scripts and talk about what might have been. Yes. So I don't know if it goes completely insane off the rails, but I've kept everything online. Mm-hmm. So us talking about this script and acting it out, and you saying that line where the, the McGowan goes, You look like you've seen a banshee. Yeah. All I remember is that I acted it out by going, You look like you've seen a goddamn, you look like you've seen a goddamn banshee. <laughs> like it gets so big, and yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. like the whole show is at 15. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> uh, but goddamn was it. Fun and yeah. I and so so go check that out everybody. Yeah, totally. If you're interested in that. It's ten years ago, so mm-hmm. who, who the hell knows? Ten years ago, we were different. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but there you go. Cool. So yeah. uh, Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. I I see, and that's where I'm puzzled too. Where it's like I know that script's not been produced i still think you could do that yeah i still think you could do that intro
1: and well, it'll gonna... be in the dial of destiny Who oh knows? who's
0: to say who's to say
1: who's to say uh
0: so i uh i'm going to talk about uh kingdom of the crystal skull mm-hmm. well in just a minute because yeah. really i'm going to talk about us of course thank you all so much uh for tuning in if you're enjoying this show uh, there are a few ways that you might be able to support us, which we would greatly, greatly appreciate. Um, the first one, the biggest one, is by going to patreon.com slash pod. We've got a number of tiers. You understand Patreon. Find one that might fit you. Mm-hmm. We greatly appreciate the support. Each tier is going to get you different stuff. For one thing, they all get you into our Discord.
1: Yes, Yes, even the dollar tier.
0: Even the dollar tier. Uh, But then uh, you get access to our second podcast, The Netherworld Dispatch, which only exists on Patreon. Uh, The most recent episode uh, was 112. Mm -hmm. So there are many episodes of the show just waiting for you. And it was called Blood, Honey, and Humiliation. Yes. We looked at the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Yep. We looked at that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also uh, we looked at a Peter Pan movie where they sing
1: Nirvana songs. Oh, my God. It was shocking, honestly. Kristen has a full on (laughs) like. I don't know how I didn't know this really existed. I had like a vague memory of it, but just just seeing Hugh Jackman in his presentation in this movie and yeah, singing along to smells like teen spirit and this like actorly way yeah. it was really a shock
0: uh Kristen, you can see in the video version of that episode is like literally aghast it's it's kind of incredible yeah i was agog. so go check that out that is uh right now on you on uh, patreon.com mm-hmm. slash at uh slash gttupod Yep, just waiting for you and we'd also appreciate it if you would consider leaving us a review on apple podcasts
1: yes that would be awesome please
0: we are climbing our way out of the 800s
1: right now i would really love to get to a thousand because i feel like when you go to a podcast and look at it and it has like a 1k thing yeah like looks a little more legit or something i'm down with that
0: listen i want to play the i want to play the game i want to play the algorithms i want to so we could really use your support we've been getting great reviews lately like this one from cole who says my comfort show I finally caught up with this show after binging it from the beginning, and it's safe to say it's my comfort show. I'm a huge fan of paranormal stuff, but most of all, I love the lighthearted approach and the hilarious chemistry between Will and Kristen. I frequently find myself cackling in public while listening, and many quotes have become a part of my regular vernacular. Flowing green.
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i love this show
0: five stars
1: thank you thank you so
0: so 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 much i'm so
1: glad to hear that that's awesome
0: thank you all for uh for being part of this uh silly little guidey adventure truly
1: thank you all right
0: let's do it let's talk about the uh to today the elephant in the room uh-huh the the most controversial entry in the franchise indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull i see no controversy here i couldn't agree more we've gone over this many times yes. admittedly but i think that this movie does not deserve the hate
1: i also think it's perfectly solid
0: uh, yeah i think that there i are, really do i can acknowledge some of the things maybe that not perfectly about.
1: solid solid
0: sure totally solid mm-hmm. now here's the thing in doing my research for this episode I discovered uh that we have uh talked about the crystal skulls themselves well, yes, I knew that quite extensively, yes episode one ninety four of the show <laughs> if you want to hear if you want to hear everything about crystal skulls, uh where they came from in real life, what they're said to do, how they operate in this world, episode one ninety four of Guide to the Unknown is the episode for you it's an entire Perfect. episode i'm going to talk about some of the other stuff mm. that is hidden in this movie that I think is also. Really kind of cool. And this is honestly – this movie is just kind of a launching point to talk about the sorts of odd stories that we may not have found room for on Guide to the Unknown otherwise. But in order to do that, I did write the plot of the movie from my perspective. Great. So Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out in 2008. Until recently, it was considered to be the final Indiana Jones movie. Uh, We all know that a lot of people make fun of it and go, what? There's no fourth Indiana Jones. (laughs) I was surprised to look at this movie holistically and see that it's got a seventy-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, that's more than I would have thought.
0: That's not bad. I, think I would have thought in the
1: fifties. Well, Dial of Destiny right now is at fifty percent. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh. So I have some concerns. Are people saying it's not great? Yeah. Was it shown at like Cannes or whatever? Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm, it's All in right. the can. So <laughs> alright let's we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see when that comes out at the end of the <laughs> month, but. <laughs>
1: Sorry. i heard that uh harrison ford was like doing a stunt on a horse and he's like stunt guys were like holding him up or something he was like get the f- get that get the f off me <laughs> it's awesome
0: <laughs> it's great yeah leave him alone i know, I know how to be indiana jones and I yes i'm him. an he's, old man he's a,
1: he's a grump and i i love him i crash I really planes do. every other day <laughs> I
0: could sit on a pony
1: <laughs> I, I love him as an actor, and I I'd really get a kick out of him as a person. Just let me
0: sit on the goddamn He <laughs> seems pony. like a
1: good person, but a grumpy person.
0: I couldn't agree. Yeah. He's great. So, the adventure begins, Kristen, in 1957, when Indiana Jones is kidnapped and taken to Hangar 51, which is very loosely Area 51, yes. uh, which supposedly contains highly magnetized remains. Ooh. Apparently, Indy himself was part of a team that first examined those remains in that Air Force fiasco back in 47. Remember that? They're talking, of course, about Area 51 and the Roswell incident, which you can hear more about in episode 273.
1: Thank you, William, for Mm -hmm. doing this. I kind of forgot to do this episode.
0: A Russian agent named Irina Spalko is convinced it has powers that could help Stalin take over America and win the Cold War. Literally, psychic warfare. If they can get these yep. remains, psychic power will help, help take over the minds. mind wipe mm-hmm. all the US citizens. There's a wild chase through the warehouse that goes into an, un- which by the way is the warehouse from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, which Kick is very ass. very fun and c- cool. Yeah, I, totally. I always thought that that was a great setting. Yep. It goes into this underground laboratory that is very like 50s sci-fi space age Kind of stuff. And it culminates in a model town. Mm -hmm. This is Indiana Jones. He's running into this house calling for help. Howdy Doody is playing on a TV. And he runs up to a family sitting on the couch. But oh my God. They're all mannequins. Yeah, Everything in this house is fake. It's like the house from Arrested Development. Fake food. Wax fruit. And fake people in all the houses. Because as we're going to discover. He is in what is called. A doom town. Mm-hmm. A doom town is a real thing that was used when we were building and testing nuclear bombs. Man. They were used to test the efficacy of nuclear weapons. And so they would create actual houses that might exist in suburbia, like down to like, you know, the the, the, the grass out front and the shingles yeah. on the roof to see what happens to our structures when a bomb hits and so i took some notes about Doomtown's. what an awesome name yeah it's totally awesome Doomtown. now the most plausible cool and not at all embarrassing thing happens indiana jones climbs into a refrigerator mm-hmm. uh and then before the nuke goes off and he survives as he would say a nuclear bomb
1: <laughs> i didn't realize he says that
0: and the whole world cheered yep. and said, whoa, that was so cool, and we're all on board Good with it. Good to
1: know. That's all we need.
0: The globe-hopping adventure uh, really begins in earnest here. Indy has been asked to retire because mm-hmm. he's been in, now investigating. Because
1: now he belongs in a museum. Chris. Well.
0: I've never heard that joke before. <laughs> he's being investigated. Do people say that? Oh my, Yeah. Uh. About an old man.
1: Oh, no, well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's being investigated for maybe helping the Russians, which is, but it's like during this Cold War panic, mm-hmm. uh, like this, like Joseph McCarthy, McCarthyism. Better dead Rampant. than red. Yeah. Give me names. <laughs> and so he's Crazy. being forced to leave his job. And so he's just going to get the hell out of here. But he's stopped from leaving town by a precocious young man, a little greaser boy mm-hmm. named <laughs> Mutt Williams, played by Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Who, complicated, asks Indiana Jones for help finding his friend, Harold Oxley. Okay. Who is both uh, Shia LaBeouf's father figure or friend. Okay. But also he is Indiana Jones's
1: friend. Huh. Okay. It's
0: very confusing. We've never met this man before. Yeah. So he's only ever talked about. We have no idea. Yeah. But also Shia LaBeouf's mommy has gone missing. Mm. It all seems to have something to do. With a crystal skull that Ox, Oxley, found. Indy is in. Yeah. So they start going through research and Indiana starts going over these like notes that Oxley had written that seemed like kind of crazy and mixed up and muddled that seemed to point to uh, uh, Peru. And so they're going to travel to Peru and they go over some fun real life stuff. One is that in Peru there are things called the Nazca Lines. Mm -hmm. And this is real. Yeah. These are sort of like drawings of insects, plants, animals that are sometimes 400 yards long right. or football fields. You can only really get a look at them from the sky.
1: Yeah. And they
0: were made hundreds of years ago. It's amazing. And there are there are conflicting explanations for why they might exist. The one Indiana Jones gives is one that a lot of people do say in real life that maybe the people in Peru who built the Nazca lines were trying to leave them as messages to gods, mm-hmm. because only gods yeah could can see, see them from that perspective up above. Yeah, so they think that that ox brought the crystal skull to Peru. So they go there, bit by bit, breadcrumb trails. They end up in this spooky old cemetery, uh, where they they find out that a traveler, an explorer mm-hmm. from a couple hundred years ago. Uh, was buried. There's yeah. this this explorer named Francesco de Oriana who went missing. Has never been found till now. Indy and mutt find him because supposedly, Ox put the crystal skull with this old explorer's body.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's
0: a really cool scene. And actually, there's there's a double coolness here. They find these old corpses buried under a cemetery. They're not properly buried in the cemetery. Yeah. They're buried under the cemetery. The the body of this old explorer is encased in these like wrapped bands of fabric. Mm-hmm. It's like he's in a cocoon. It's like somebody built a cocoon out of straps of fabric. Yeah. Like mummy straps of fabric. And the second that they cut it open and they 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 see the man's face, it looks like he's been preserved. It looks like he's like Walt Disney frozen on ice or yeah. something like that. But as they keep looking at him, his face starts to chip and fall apart, like his nose just dissolves into dust until you just see that skull bone yeah, thing. Yeah. And Shia LaBeouf even goes like what what happened? And Indiana Jones has an explanation. He's been buried for 100 he he's been preserved for hundreds of years. Air doesn't agree with him. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. on contact with oxygen, he just decomposes right in front of their eyes. Yeah. There's a fun parallel there when Indiana Jones was tasked with going into the hangar 51 to find uh, this magnetized remains, mm-hmm. they find what seems to be the corpse of an alien. Right. And the way that it's encased, it's in black rubber bands. So it's encased yeah. in Hangar 51 the same way that this old explorer was encased under the cemetery. Fun. Just like a fun visual parallel there. Yep. So they find the crystal skull with the bodies. It is literally an elongated alien skull that is translucent white. hmm But bizarrely, severely magnetic. It's pulling gold coins to it. Bizarre for two reasons. Crystal is not magnetic. Right. And gold is not magnetic. And we get a great moment where Indiana Jones looks at Shia LaBeouf. And he looks like a little kid. He looks excited and goes, what is this? Yeah. It's like, it really is like this yeah, com- cool. come alive moment for this character where like, yeah. usually he knows everything and right? he's already given us some stumped. some loose lore, but he's excited about this crystal skull. I think it's kind of neat at this point. Yeah. They end up getting captured by uh, the Russians, uh, particularly Arena Spalco. Uh, Indy is subjected to some sort of bizarre form of torture because this is all like some psychic shenanigans arena spalco says that the skull itself has psychic powers and it drove oxley insane mm-hmm. he's like out there like dancing now that they're captured they see oxley he's literally like dancing and speaking in riddles yeah indiana jones is strapped to a chair and made to stare into the crystal skull's eyes and he goes into like some weird convulsions and stuff and then once he comes out of it he's full of this compulsion to return mm-hmm. return return He's got to bring the skull back to where it belongs. Kristen, they're going to the lost city of Akator. Yes. Akator is basically an El Dorado type notion, a city of gold. Is it a city of treasures? Who knows? Arena Spalco wants in. And now that Indiana Jones has made some form of mental contact with this crystal skull, yeah. he knows how to get it there with the help of Oxley.
1: Irina Spalko is Cape Blanchet, by the way. Yes, so everybody can just picture it.
0: And she is the big bad of yeah. this movie. Uh, so there's a big chaotic chase through a jungle. Uh, doesn't it all look like barf? Uh, it's monkeys. It, there's monkeys are involved. Super cool, uh, completely logical thing to put into this film is oh, a monkey yeah. that has Shia LaBeouf's haircut. Yep. And then they swing from ropes together. <laughs> that is
1: crazy. Everybody
0: agreed that that was that slapped. Mm-hmm. We were down with that. Uh, it was the coolest daddy Oh, yeah. So they arrive in Akator, where they do find artifacts that span perhaps the entirety of human history. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones realizes that maybe it's treasure, but really, these ancient aliens were archaeologists themselves. They collected all this stuff just like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Knowledge was their treasure.
1: They were the same.
0: That's what he says. <laughs> what he says (laughs) i know they go into a room that has 12 full-sized alien bodies it's not just skulls there are crystal skeletons all sitting in seats but one remains a 13th body that is missing a head sam's skull the skull that they've been carrying so they hold it out and it magnetically thunks onto the body and then these skulls and skeletons start to sort of like move and the room starts to rotate and it's spinning faster and faster and faster. And we realize like, oh my God, we're not just in some old temple full of dusty relics. We might be in the belly of a goddamn spaceship. Mm -hmm. These 13 bodies as they're spinning actually start to meld together into one singular being. And a totally kick-ass, not stupid alien uh, (laughs) leans into the camera I'm like stare. Oh, is he staring at you? I know. Ooh, and you get a chill <laughs> up your spine because you know it's so good. It's looking all good.
1: Yeah, again, not a perfectly solid movie. I want to no, say it's... I took back the perfectly.
0: No, it's it's cool. <laughs> it's dope.
1: <laughs> it is cool and dope. I think. It's perfect. Not bad. But...
0: Arena asks. She goes. Please, I want to know. Tell me everything. I want to know. Because I guess aliens know everything. It's implied that these aliens yeah. gave technology right, to these right. to like this ancient civilization, like taught them irrigation stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I guess she wants to know how to make a latrine. <laughs> Probably they've been down here for hundreds of years. Yeah, I don't I don't, they're gonna know, I'm but... not sure what she can know. Right, but she did ask to know everything. Mm-hmm. Careful and what so, you wish for. Yeah. So her eyeballs burst into flames, <laughs> and yeah. then she turns into a pile of dust. Hell yeah! And <laughs> yeah. Flies up into a, <laughs> the spaceship. I. I don't know. It's an attempt in 2008 to do the face melt, to yeah. do the rapid decomposition thing. It's Kate Blanchett's like, eyes burst into CGI flame. It's, you know. And then like Mikey TV and Willy Wonka, she turns yeah. into particles.
1: Right, And just right.
0: goes goes away. Yeah. I don't know. So Indy escapes uh, uh, and they, they see a goddamn spaceship <laughs> blast off. They, they literally see a flying saucer. Uh, and it goes back to quote the space with between spaces. Mm. It doesn't go to outer space. Okay. So it's interdimensional beings, in yeah. point of fact. Yes. And no one quite knows what that means. But how can you know? But Indiana Jones uh, looks at Shia LaBeouf, who I didn't mention is his literal biological son. Yes. Uh, uh, he.
1: It turns out that he is the son of I can't remember Marion Crane. Yeah. From Mar-
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Her name's Marion Crane?
0: Marion Ravenwood. Oh, okay. Sorry. I got psycho psycho on the brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so uh, uh, Harrison Ford looks at Shia LaBeouf and uh, goes, you know, wherever your grandpa is, he's laughing. Mm -hmm. And uh, because they say Sean Connery died. Yeah. He hadn't in real life. No. But they made him be be dead. So anyway, uh, Indy gets married and lives happily ever after i guess yeah um shia labeouf uh uh tries to put indiana jones's uh classic iconic fedora on his head but his ins- haircuts in the way but instead he uh shia labeouf instead gets uh blacklisted from hollywood yeah, um,
1: for being an asshole
0: and uh in all likelihood ignored in, in <laughs> the upcoming
1: movie i would imagine so he's out. Yes.
0: Harris, still Harrison Ford's hat. <laughs> right. <laughs> For now.
1: Well, at least he's got that.
0: So that's that's the plot of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Now, you're, I did mention Doomtowns. Yeah, yeah. So I do have a little bit of info on Doomtowns, because I, I loved this concept.
1: That's super cool. I thought it was
0: so visually cool in the movie. Yes. I thought it was really creepy that he tried to get help, only to find out, like, Ew, I'm like in a big dollhouse.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Um. So. <laughs> Ew. He goes, Ew. It's a quote from Indiana <laughs> Jones. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. One home close to a detonation zone this is one of the model homes, one of the ho- houses in a doomtown, mm-hmm. was reduced to a cloud of dust and debris within seconds. Another house located 6,000 feet away, 6,000 feet away, uh, sustained serious damage. The heat from the blast instantly stripped the paint. Off the wooden structure and the force blew off the gutters and blinds and shifted the bridge the the brick chimney by six inches.
1: Could have shifted my britches.
0: It shifted my britches when I read that. I (laughs) I the house just scooched six inches? That's nuts. Like when Artie, the strongest man in the world, yes. pushed Steve Buscemi's house.
1: William, it is like that.
0: It's just like that. Artie or had when the... Charles
1: Manson's followers would do a creepy crawl. Oh my God. And they would just like move your stuff a little bit yes. inside. An
0: atomic bomb yeah. is like a creepy crawl to a house 6,000 feet away. Yeah. Also, that means that Artie, the strongest man in the world, had all the strength of a nuclear bomb.
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me.
0: But despite the oh, power God. of the bomb, that house didn't even topple. It was just eviscerated uh, <laughs> like,
1: I don't know I don't, yeah
0: <laughs> sounds dangerous AF yes but so they would make gas stations in addition to homes uh, it's like crazy they built an entire town to just see Why? what all these I, I different just, structures yeah wow what kind of damage could we anticipate wow um, let's talk about now Akator that ancient city were there
1: churches do you know I wonder if they thought that would be sacrilegious I'm thinking That's about things that would be like in a town
0: I don't. I don't know but that is a very very interesting didn't. question yeah I don't know um Akator uh in this movie is said to have been an ancient city they sort of equate it with el dorado this notion mm-hmm. of like a lost city of gold but it's got a vo- a very very strange a much stranger real world inspiration okay there was there is a man he's still alive Tatunka Nara okay this is the name of a man who is a jungle guide in south america best known For the stories he told of an underground city called Akakor. Hmm. So they just changed a K to a T. Weird. In real life, this jungle guide talked about a lost city called Akakor. And then uh, Stevie Spielberg and George Lucas and the screenwriter whose name I should know just called it Akator. Hmm. Here's what it was in real life. He, quote, led tourists and adventurers looking for pyramids and the underground city took payment to lead people to the underground city. Okay. Three of his clients went missing. Oh, God. John Reed in 1980. Uh, Herbert Wanner in 1983. Uh, and somebody else in 1987, Christina Huser. Mm-hmm. But let's double back on that 1983 disappearance.
1: William, Herbert, I went to John Reed Middle School in <gasps> Connecticut. Oh, my God. What does it mean?
0: It could have been you. It could have been. That was close. You dodged a nuclear bomb. Yeah. So, in 1984, the skull of Herbert Wanner is found. Not not crystal. No. Just dead. Bones. Same year, 1984, a man who had written a book about Tatunka Nara is shot dead.
1: What the hell's going on? And
0: Nara is widely believed to have been behind it. (laughs) Really? He uh, absolutely refutes that he had anything to do with the deaths of these three people that he led to a fictitious underground city that doesn't exist. Oh, no. Uh, And it turns out on top of that, that Tatunka Nara was born Gunther Hauck, a man from Germany who supposedly fled after financial difficulties, leaving behind a wife and three children. Oh, God. To this day, Tatunka Nara... Uh, says he is not that man <laughs> but it seems according to the internet that he is that, that he man is yeah uh, and that he at least uh, led people on an adventure to a fictitious underground city that never existed and at least three people disappeared weird in, in that adventure
1: i want to acknowledge for any any book people out there there's a very popular series of books that goes by the acronym Acatar.
0: Acatar. yes it's
1: a court of thorns and roses Oh, Um, okay. And so I keep thinking that as you've been saying this. I just wanted to say it out loud. Thank you for saying that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I did look up in this movie, I did not mention one of the big action scenes is uh, humongous ants try to kill everybody. yeah, yeah. They're so big and they like work together with this hive mind the way that ants do. But so they literally are able to swarm around a guy He's screaming. Mm-hmm. They crawl into his open mouth and down his throat and then drag him to their. Oh, anthill.
1: yeah, that's right. That's and it, right. it's a
0: CGI mess. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's 2008. It doesn't look conceptually, real. Conceptually, though. But conceptually, I do think that this is really kind of gross out. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Actually, here's something. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, 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 Bethany Watson and Dennis Kahlo, mm-hmm. uh, 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 great friends of the show, yes. do the podcast. The check Friends Check-in. of the people. Go check out the check-in immediately. Yep. Uh, But uh, we're working together on a few things behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that I can't speak about. But in talking about stuff at some point, or maybe it was, maybe that's even beside the point. I think it might be because we were talking about Indiana Jones and Bethany hates this movie. I, uh, talking to Dennis, came up with this idea of like processing the movie, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, to look like it was on VHS. Uh-huh,
1: Which yeah. it never was. And you've done that. You did a really, really cool thing with the Munsters movie trailer to make it look old. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. I forgot I did that. Yeah, yeah. I put it in black and white and it made it look right. way more natural.
1: Right. Like way more so you natural. So you've experience with this.
0: Yeah, I don't do this a lot, but I, yeah. I like sometimes doing little editing experiments. So mm-hmm. I have this old TV. Right. And so I was able to run all of the, Blu- like the 4K Blu-ray I filtered through this old television of mine to put authentic, not just some filter. Right. Authentic old analog grain all over this movie. hmm And I can't share with anybody. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's copyrighted. Because it's copyrighted. Uh, but I, I'll probably talk about it soon on themythtraveler.com.
1: Of course. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, it does actually make all of this CGI smooth out. Oh. It it doesn't, it doesn't erase some of the gaudiness of this film. There's a lot of like ugly. It's like a blur stuff. Like
1: a a filter.
0: It actually kind of helps and it makes this movie feel a lot more pulpy to make it look less clear. I could see that. The less you can see, the better it is. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying. Right. But so that's kind of maybe I'll share some clips or something. It was kind of fun. So anyway. Uh, there are real life big ants. Mm-hmm. The, this is all based on a real thing. Yeah. These ants that can carry you into an ant hell. That can't happen. mm mm-hmm. uh, But there are but big, big ants called the Sauva. S-A-U-V-A. That are evidently mm-hmm. the inspiration for the Indiana Jones ants. They're just big. Okay. They still they eat leaves. Ha- they're
1: ants but they're big. They're just big. Yeah.
0: But they're not going to carry you in a hole but they're big. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing I'm going to share with you is about those Nazca lines, which I thought are are really neat and are real. I've got a crackpot theory about them. Cool. That is fun to share. So, a Swiss writer, Eric von Doniken, wrote a book called Chariots of the Gods? Question mark. Okay. Which, is, which is weird. Uh-huh. In 1968, that was very informative and not at all horse shit. Ah, very good. He theorized that the shapes and lines... Um, of all these drawings. Now, a lot of the Nazca lines are just straight lines. There are Mm -hmm. like a ton that are just straight lines and people are like, is that like the flow of water or what is this supposed to be? Yeah. But then there are these large 400 yard big drawings. So he theorized that the shapes and lines were made by aliens and were created to help steer their spaceships. Okay. As well as work as landing pads. (laughs) Von Daniken claimed... The patterns at one of the sites looked very similar to a modern airport. Okay. And he used that as evidence to prove that aliens used the Nazca lines as a landing place for their spaceships.
1: All right. So pretty loose. He
0: found part of it that looked like a modern airport, which are just straight lines. What? <laughs> like all of the all of the 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 tarmacs at an airport are just, they're just lines. They're just straight lines. And these are called the Nazca Lines, which right. are lines. So he found a few huh? straight lines and he said, you could probably, that that's a straight line just like they have it at an airport. That's the strongest argument I've ever heard. All right, straight line like a, like a highway. Yeah, right. All right, it's an ancient alien highway, but he just saw straight lines.
1: All right, well... Sometimes you just you just really want to see it, you know.
0: I guess you know you know I love that kind of. Crack I know, comedy, I know. Though. So there's a whole goddamn book of that. Boy. Anyway.
1: Sounds like something
0: else. So between between all of these explorations of some of the the you know like on the on the margins oddities, I didn't look up whether or not there are real life monkeys that have Shia LaBeouf's haircut. There mm. there may be. Yeah. But I did like having an opportunity to cover some of the. The yeah. little oddities of this movie. And couple that with episode 194 about the Crystal Skull overall. Yes. And I think that this movie is well handled.
1: Absolutely. So is it perfect? Yes. <laughs> Obviously.
0: Is it one of the greatest movies ever made? Duh. It could be. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think we've laid out a really good argument. Just as good as that argument about the Nazca line.
0: I couldn't agree more, Raj.
1: Thanks, Willie. We did it. Yeah.
0: So next up, Indiana Jones 5.
1: That's right. Is
0: actually happening
1: the death final
0: uh, the dial of destiny mm. and it involves time travel i think
1: yeah i guess i don't remember I, I did watch the trailer but i don't remember anything.
0: if you look at these movies mm-hmm. one is great two is bad three is great yeah four is okay fine five should be great Yeah, following the pattern the odds yeah. are good and the evens are rough Or what are we doing here?
1: I know. What's your plan?
0: Because broad, like wide open reviews are Mm. not out there yet, but it's at a 50%.
1: Right, right. So
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah. From the Cannes Film Festival. Maybe it's a bunch of smarties. You never know. Maybe it's a bunch of smarty pants. That is absolutely true. not up to my standards. Could be a bunch
0: of hoity-toity. I'm not sure we yeah, the yeah. toity-woities.
1: Right.
0: We're going to find out. <laughs> June 30th, the Dial of Destiny opens. I will mm. be there with my bucket of popcorn. Yeah. and do no, you f- You
1: don't like popcorn. My fedora
0: and, and whip.
1: Oh, we should also mention that our sisters got our dad an in Indiana Jones hat for his birthday one year oh, boy. when I was in elementary school. And if he had to drop me off at school, he'd be wearing his hat. and It was embarrassing.
0: That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That is a pretty, uh, that's a <laughs> great, what a great dad move. Totally. Better get my hat. Yeah, right what
1: what i like it like, i think he did Dad, he like did like it though. he did oh yeah he liked it yeah he liked so, it. this wasn't a pure joke like no. oh, i'm Car- gonna goof the Listen, kids
0: karen and lynn got him the exact right gift he yeah, was, they
1: screwed us he was in into- <laughs> 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 yeah
0: he liked that hat a lot sure i don't did. know where it is now
1: i don't know either it's might not, be, it's it might be it might be in your round. house somewhere No, it's not. I actually do know where it is. It, It got destroyed. What? Why'd you say it like that? It got destroyed. It was an animal peed on it. Oh, okay. That's yeah, destroyed. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. fair enough. I thought That's you were right. like, No, I know that. You took it out it back and out like shot that. it. Yeah. <laughs> I burned it and stared into the flame. Let's just say that hat won't be bothering us anymore. <laughs> don't worry about it and don't ask any more questions. Just know that it's gone. It's gone. And we're fine. It we're burned.
0: Safe. It burnt. All right, everybody. Thank right. you so much for joining us for this episode. The first four Indiana yep. Joneses completo yes we'll be back for uh, done
1: and dusted,
0: as the dusted. British say. if it's anything the way that we usually handle new movies it'll probably be on the patreon mm-hmm. i yeah. should say yeah uh but stay I will tuned definitely
1: see it in theaters as well
0: at Pod to see whenever that episode comes out i yeah. undoubtedly will do a spoiler free yep. discussion at the start of the episode so that you can all feel safe and secure yes but i i bet we'll be diving pretty hardcore into yeah. that movie whenever it, uh, we get around to recording it so i
1: look forward to it
0: pay attention to the feeds everybody mm-hmm. and thank you thank you so much to anybody who does already back us on patreon.com slash I
1: can't even tell you thank you so much my dog had a medical emergency last week and she is fine but uh our patreon money was a huge help so thank you so much it was such a relief and thank you
0: You took from the. What'd you take from the. No,
1: like my part of it.
0: The stores of. (laughs) I didn't agree for that money to be used that way. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you in the next one uh, at GTTU Pod, at Chillin' Kristen, at The Myth Traveler. Until that time comes, we must travel.
1: Back to the Netherworlds, go eat. Back to, Said that a little differently this time.
0: Back to Akator.